Father, we thank you. We bless you for this opportunity. Thank you for yet again another Friday, another privilege to record, to share your words. Lord, please be glorified. Help us to continually, daily seek after you. Help us, O God, that even through the course of this weekend, that we will prove and show and validate as true servants that your word is rooted in our lives, that our decision will be founded on the premise of your words alone. Thank you, Father, because you have and always answer us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I want to welcome you once again to another episode of the Seedlings of Wisdom podcast. Always excited to be recording every Friday and I trust that this will be a beautiful time. I trust that the Lord will speak to you and speak through me even as he speaks to me in the name of Jesus. As we continue on the series of the altar of prayer, uh, we'll be finishing up the series today by the grace of God. We've been studying on the persona of prayer and the first episode in this series we discussed on the different personas in prayer and then the second episode we moved further in the personas of prayer we started to discuss on how God knows the needs of our hearts and when we pray the correct posture of prayer is not the posture of asking the posture is a posture of receiving what he has to say because we understand that God already knows the needs of our lives even before we pray and so we understand that prayer is not informational but prayer is transformational the idea of prayer is not to inform God of our needs because God already knows do not pray as the Eden prays they pray thinking that by repetition they will be heard by their much speaking they do not understand that God already knows the needs even before you ask them. And so the essence of prayer is not to inform God of the needs of your life. The essence of prayer then becomes to receive that which God is speaking to you. If God, the great mighty monarch, knows that you need something but it has not yet gotten to you, there is something that is missing the equation of things that you need to seek to address. This is why we discussed last week on these three dimensions of receiving from God, the asking, the seeking, and the knocking. And then when we understand this dimension of prayer, that God will truly make our prayer life a prayer life that always receives answers, a prayer life that is founded on the premises of the will and the purposes of God in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Today, we'll be wrapping up on this series like I earlier said, And our discourse today is the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer. Many of us grew up uh, reciting the Lord's Prayer and it is something that uh, we probably can recite off hands and then without a paper in our hands, we can recite these things. And I am trusting the Lord that he's going to put perspective into this prayer and exactly why Jesus taught us how to pray in this manner in the name of Jesus. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 9. Jesus is teaching us how to pray. In the beginning of this chapter, Jesus started teaching us on the model of prayer. 
And then Jesus is trying to explain to us that there are several ways that people pray, right? But then there is an alternative. There is a way man can pray to receive answers from God. And then Jesus teaches us that there is a way man can enter into the secret place and then shut the door and then that man can pray to the Father in secret and the one that receives and listens in secret will reward you in open this was the model jesus was teaching us he says when you pray so this is the model when you pray enter into your closet and then you shut the door when you have shut the door then you can start to pray you must not raise prayer point until you have entered your point of prayer there is a point that you can access god but if you raise a prayer point without entering the point of prayer then the prayer points might seem as though god didn't answer understand your point of prayer where is the point where is the place that you hold see this is why this thing is tied to the altar of prayer an altar is supposed to represent a place where the physical and the spiritual interact this is the true definition of an altar when a man goes to an altar the expectation is that the altar is supposed to be a place where a man can physically interact with a spiritual deity and so when you talk about an altar it is a place and so when god starts to help men to rise to the place of prayer the understanding that you ought to have is that there has to be a secret place there has to be a point of prayer there has to be a point so before you raise your prayer point understand that there is a need for you to ascend into the place of prayer the point of prayer so no prayer points until you have ascended to the point of prayer. Oftentimes Jesus will separate himself and go to the wilderness to pray. He had the point of prayer. The Lord's Prayer. He says, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom, your power, and your glory forever. Amen. This is the Lord's Prayer. Our goal today is to explore the details of this prayer and how this prayer can help transform our prayer life. The first part of this prayer says, our father who art in heaven jesus expects us that when we pray we need to first believe that there is a father that is in heaven this is the first part of prayer that when you enter your secret place or your point of prayer to raise your prayer point remember that there is a father who is in heaven you're not praying to yourself you're not praying to an image you are praying to someone that exists and he's called the Father in heaven. This is the first thing that you need to understand in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven. Do you know, sir? Do you know, ma, that there is a Father in heaven? Do you live your life modeling a man, a woman that understands that there is a Father that is in heaven? Remember last week we discussed that when you pray, prayer is not only in words you say, even in your actions, your daily life can be prayers. Does your life model one that has a father in heaven? This is the first thing Jesus wants us to know. The second thing he says, Hallowed be thy name. This is the point where we raise thanksgiving to this God. Hallowed be your name. I am conscious, I reverend you. 
I see your goodness in my life and I say, hallowed be your name. I have used your name in several places and I have seen the help that you made available when I called on that name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be thy name, O God. I slept and I woke up for the Lord. The Lord sustained me. I did not sustain myself. I am a reality. I am a true representation of a man that is helped by God. Hallowed be your name. I know I reverend you, God. Hallowed be your name. That is the second part. The third part says, Thy kingdom come and thy will be done. Do you know that the essence of prayer is not just that your will is done, is that his will be done. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is the will of God for you in prayer. That when you come to pray, your consciousness is that I am coming to pray the will of God. That the reason why I came into this cosmos in the first place is to express the glory of He who made me. And if He who made me wants ABC and I do not live my life following ABC, there is a problem, there is a disconnect. Thy will be done. I have come to pray God, but I know one thing. That your will first be done. This was the prayer Jesus was praying in the garden when he was about to go to the cross. And then he says, Oh God, I wish that this cup will pass over me. Ah, but not my will, your will be done. Jesus, when he was praying, he knew that the essence of prayer is that his will be done on earth as it is in the heavens. This is the third thing I want you to remember. The fourth thing, give us this day our daily bread. This prayer, it's so critical. This time we need to understand what exactly is daily bread. Bread itself was what Jesus used to describe his own body to show you the critical nature of what bread means. Bread here is trying to explain God give us this day our daily necessities. Some of us do not know that there are days that what you need God to make available inside of you is the grace of patience. There are days where things will come against you so strongly but the only way of escape for you in that day is the system of patience. There are days that your daily bread is boldness. You do not know that the thing that will take you to the place you need to be is the system of boldness but you do not know you think that what you need is just food. I hope you understand. That your life is not just about what you see, what you eat, what you drink. God will give us understanding. But understand that daily bread are daily necessities. God wants you to fulfill his will. And in the process of fulfilling God's will, there are certain things that you need to be upon your head. One of those things can be the system of discernment. One of those things can be the system of exemption. In each of the days you live in, the days are evil. And that is why when you pray for your daily bread, you pray for daily necessities. It's not just things that you see and you eat and you drink. There are things that need to come upon you that you cannot see. But those are the things that will help you navigate your day. So you pray for the daily bread. Lord, let your daily bread come upon me today. This is the fourth thing. Give us this day our daily bread. The fifth thing is forgive us our trespasses. I cannot start to expand on the essence and the importance of forgiveness. For you do not know that the reason why you can come before God today is because forgiveness is available. Scripture says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So by definition of who you truly are, for all have sinned. But there was something that was made available. It is this grace called forgiveness. This grace called forgiveness. God made that grace available to you and so you can come before him and be righteous and come before him and stand as a righteous man your righteousness is but a filthy rag but there is something that god makes available it is a grace of forgiveness god can wipe away your past this is what god expects you to do to others and so when you understand that the reason why you came to the cosmos is to give god glory and the only reason why 
you have not died is because forgiveness keep being available to you can you for certainty look at yourself in the mirror today and say hi jeremiah since when they gave birth to you even since yesterday everything you have done has given god glory can you for sure look yourself in the mirror and say that if you cannot and you know there are things in your life that god is still working on you understand the essence of forgiveness that that is why you need to also communicate that same forgiveness to people that will do things against you stand and forgive close your eyes and receive that which they have done to you and let the grace of forgiveness flow through you the same one you have received let it flow through you please forgive men have become something else because they did not allow forgiveness they did not allow forgiveness have its way so when the cancer of the soul enters you the system of unforgiveness when it enters a man what it does to a man it keeps destroying that man it keeps eating deep into his soul men become something else because they did not allow forgiveness prevail unforgiveness eats them up any man that comes to ask God for daily bread and has not understood the system of forgiveness, that man will be denied that daily bread because that man will not be able to give glory to God because his life and his lifestyle will not be able to express God because God expresses, God leaves out forgiveness the way he daily forgives us. This is the fifth thing. The sixth thing as we wrap up, lead us not into temptation. This scripture Many times we get to misinterpret this scripture. Lead us not into temptation. It means hold my hands, guide me so that I do not go to the place where I will fall. So I do not go to the place where I will be misled. Guide me, hold my hand. This is actually a cry for discernment, a need and a shout for obedience. Lord, give me the grace to be obedient. Give me the grace to understand discernment. Give me the grace to walk in the path I ought to walk in. The easiest way to flee is to hold on to God. This is the sixth thing. Lead us not into temptation because the truth is there is temptation of self. Many times yourself, your body wants to express itself, but you need that leading of God to guide you, navigate you through that season. Ah, you say you're ovulating and your body is doing you one kind of way you do not know ah, lead us not into temptation i know how your body is doing you is kind of it, you cannot express it ah, but there is a prayer that you can pray every day lead us not into temptation god can you hold my hand i know there is a system of ovulation i know there is a system of maturity and poverty but lord lead us not into temptation we know there are seasons like this but if only you can lead us not into temptation there are days of hardness and hardship where things seem difficult the days of famine have not lead us not into temptation in those difficult days lead us not into temptation this is the prayer lord lead us not into temptation hmm. deliver us from evil the seventh part of this prayer hmm. there are truly wickedness that live in our times there is terrors that happens at night and there are arrows that flies by no day. Well, I hope you do not think that this world is just a bed of roses. I hope you know that we are in dark days. There is wickedness saturating the cosmos. <laughs> Deliver also God from evil. This prayer, if you take note of this prayer, you will see that this prayer is not a personal prayer. It keeps saying us, our, us, our. I hope you know that if some things happen to someone close to you, it also touches you. This prayer is a prayer that you pray with the consciousness of people around you. Deliver us from evil. Not just me, oh God. Deliver me, my brothers, my mother, my friends, my colleagues. Deliver us from evil. And finally, he says, for thine is your kingdom 
the power and the glory forever. All of them belongs to the God that we serve. I am nothing but just a pencil in the hands of the Creator. I am nothing. I'm just one that is helped by God. This is the kind of heart posture that is required in the place of prayer. I pray, even as you enter this consciousness in prayer, that the Lord will truly make your life a living testimony in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. Bye.